Hallelujah. There are certain people that have certain graces. And when an apostle enters an environment, he's able to recognize giftings, abilities, graces. Um, your set man is what we call the end time move of God. Where God says, I will again rebuild the tabernacle of David. That's the only tabernacle that God decided to rebuild. What is the tabernacle of David? The tabernacle of David is the king, priest, and psalmist. The anointing combined as one. Manifested when he holds the mic, he can bring down God's presence with his sounds, with his singing, with his abilities. When he holds the mic, he can teach warriors in the cave of Abdullah to become mighty men. And when he holds the mic, he can make a king out of his sons and tell them, you're going to the marketplace, you're going to the entertainment, you're going to this field. And your pastor has the three anointings at work in his life. The three, without stress. That's why when you're in this environment, a song can come out, an instruction can come out, a psalm will come out, and scriptures will come out. We have a lot of psalmists, but we don't have a lot of teaching psalmists. And your pastor is a teaching psalmist. And we bless God for that. I want you to celebrate him like you have never celebrated him before. Hallelujah! Praise the name of the Lord. And now I want you to celebrate him and his wife. Thank you. Praise the name of the Lord. I want you to recognize that what I'm saying is not flattery. I'm speaking apostolically now. It's not flattery. I'm speaking apostolically so that you could recognize what is on him. Because a lot of times people don't recognize what they have. This is the end time anointing. It is the tabernacle of David. Praise God. Let's, let's be seated. I'll just say something in the next 10, 15 minutes and Thank you, sir, for this great honor. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Quickly, God's strategy is man. Say that to yourself. Very important. God's ultimate strategy is always man. God wants to change an environment. He's going to look for a man. God wants to change a family. He will look for a man within the family. To change the family. God wants to change Ghana. He will look for a Ghanaian. God's strategy. Is always man. Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 5. Finally. Okay. For to which of the angels. Verse 5. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 1. Sorry. 5 verse 1. 5 verse 1 for every high priest is taken from amongst men and he's now still appointed for men <laughs> in things pertaining to God right that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices 
for sin. That means if your family is suffering, God looks for you. Picks you from your family for your family. And a lot of times, the men that are selected from amongst men, because they were selected from amongst men, they are usually the rejected one. And that rejection is a fuel to kick in the anointing. Because until you are rejected, you cannot be appointed. So even Jesus was rejected by the family he came out of. Is this not Jesus Christ, the son of the carpenter? God's strategy is always men. Somebody say men. Men are very unique beings to God. So the Bible says, what is man that your mind is so full of him? If you ignore men, you will ignore God because you can't see him. You can't feel him. You can't touch him. The only way you can approach him is through men. Ooh. If God is going to speak to you, he will teach you through men. If God is going to minister to you, he will minister to you through men. God's ultimate strategy is always men. Men. If you don't understand this, you will not understand the place of a priest and you might never understand the place of a sacrifice. So the Bible says that there was a man named Saul. He was on his way to Damascus to kill the church. He encountered Jesus Christ, our Lord and our personal Savior. And he said, you cannot kick against the bricks. And instantly he fell on the floor and became blind and this is Jesus he had an encounter with and now Paul was locked up in the house and he was blind and Paul wanted his sight back but Jesus could not do anything about it. Jesus said I am Jesus Paul but the healing no longer belongs to me. I have given it to the church because men are the ones that now carry the healing. Even though you saw me in your vision I can't open your eyes. I will send you a man. His name is Ananias. Ananias, I need you to stand up. There's a man named Saul. I blinded him. They might not be short. They might not be fat. They might not be thin. They just look like ordinary men. But God uses the ordinary things of this world. The Bible says to confound the wise. So Ananias had to carry himself with the healing anointing. And the Bible says the moment he laid his hands on Saul, instantly the scales from his eyes open. I give you another story. There was a man. His name is Cornelius. The Bible says he was a good man. He knew how to sacrifice. He knew how to, how to approach God. The Bible says he worshipped him morning, afternoon and night. The Bible called him a devout man. And when he had done all the devotion, God was so impressed with Cornelius. But God said, Cornelius, there's nothing I can do for you. I can't do it except you find a man. He says, send your servants to Joppa and look for a man by the name Peter. When you find Peter, tell him to come to your house. The breakthrough you need is in Peter's mouth. <laughs> the healing you need is in Peter's mouth. I am God Almighty, but I've decided to limit myself in men. I have decided to pour all of my glory in men. I have decided to pour all of my anointing in men. He said, go and look for Peter. And God had to quickly run to Peter. He said, there are men that are coming for you. Please do not call what I call clean unclean. I want you to go there. And the Bible says, even though Peter, the Holy Ghost is a person moving upon the face of the earth, he could not do anything. The Holy Ghost was waiting, 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 waiting. But the Bible says, while Peter was yet speaking, 
speaking. So the Holy Ghost had to wait for Peter to speak for the anointing to flow. May God open our eyes to see who our Father in the Lord is. So our destiny will move to the next level. Somebody shout it out! Hey! Even God Almighty, he couldn't come to the earth except a man has prophesied his existence. And the Bible says God had to talk through Isaiah the prophet that a woman will give birth and she will call his name Emmanuel. God could not come to earth except a man has prophesied him into existence. God is also dependent on men. When God wanted to anoint a king, he has rejected Saul the king. But God could not do anything. He had to knock on the door of Samuel and say, Samuel... Why are you still mourning over this king? You know I can't anoint the next king. I am almighty, but I've given you the prophetic anointing. I can't do it without your hands. And when Samuel got there, Samuel was waiting with a horn of oil. The first son came, nothing happened. The second son came, nothing happened. The third son came, nothing happened. The seventh son came, nothing happened. And God said, I've not chosen any of them. Samuel said, my oil is not flowing. God said, I know you have the jar, but the anointing comes from me. I need your hands to change the destiny of Israel. If you don't anoint the king, Israel is going to be locked up under a curse. And the Bible says, Samuel said, is there not another son in this house? We will not sit until he comes. And the moment he was coming, God said that is him, ruddy and good looking. He said, arise, anoint him, for that's the servant of the living God. And the moment Samuel poured his oil, it began to flow. Even God limited his kingship to the destiny of a man. If you ignore a man, you have ignored God. Christ, you have the final word, the final word in my life. And Christ, your word is settled is settled forever you are infinite and you're the ultimate I trust you I trust you you are infinite you're the ultimate I love you, I love you. There are certain things that will never exist in your life until you begin to recognize and honor the men that God has placed in your life. When God wants to bless you, he will send you a man. Ooh. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. Mandia sebeondo suvia televidish. Mandia riontu sevia telegenu sari antalabai. I want to see your face. <laughs> I want to know your ways. I want to touch your grace. So I may leave your days. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to comprehend you. I want to see your face. I want to know your ways. Ah! 
I want to touch your grace so I may live your days. I want to see you. I am I want to see you. Lord, I want to see your face. I want to know your ways. I want to touch your grace. So I may live your days. I want to see you. Hey, I want to see you. He said that I will give you shepherds. Shepherds are given, they are not chosen. So to you, the day you walked into church, you thought you chose your pastor. The day you walked into church, you thought you were the one that selected your church. Your church was not selected by you. Your steps were ordered by God. You were depressed. You were confused. You did not know what to do. You did not know where to go. You were abused from another church. Some of you, you ran in here. You were confused. Some of you, you escorted somebody, but you did not know that you will hear the voice of a gifted man and your heart will be connected to him. He said, I will give you. You never chose your pastor. He gave him to you. He's a gift from God. The Bible says he ascended on high and gave gifts to men. Men were the gifts that he gave to men. He says, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers, and some pastors. When God wants to bless a man, he releases a man into their lives. You're all I have. There's no other option. I have no plan B. Jesus, you're everything to me. May God open our eyes for us to recognize gifts of our pastor. All I have is no other option. He told his disciples when you walk into that house and they receive you your presence will bring an awesome blessing upon the life of the people in that house. He said even if they serve you a cup of cold water it is being translated in the kingdom of heaven as a man that understands the grace of God. God does not eat rice. When you want to give God rice, you give his prophet. God does not drink water. When you want to give God water, you give his prophet. God does not drive cars. But when you want God to drive a good car, you give his prophet. Your reaction to his prophet is a direct reaction to God. So he said when they don't receive you he said turn around. Remove the dust from your feet and walk out of that environment. He said and take your peace with you. What is peace? Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. When your pastor walks into your house, God just walked into your house. He might be laughing. Don't, don't be mesmerized by the man. Behind that man is a force. Behind his wife is a force. Behind his voice is a force. Everything God does, you will hear him say, as it was prophesied by the prophet. Go and check through the entire testament as it was prophesied by the prophet. In fact, Jesus need to read the prophets. 
to know how to walk. So he said, I came in the volume of the book that was written of me. He couldn't act outside of what the prophets have written. <laughs> so we bow down and worship Yahweh. We bow down oh. and worship Yahweh. <laughs> Yahweh, bando satalabaya.
your spirit for the next few minutes. Ilando bashenaya no no no. Eragabaya sileye na na bashada. Oh, mabeliyezo lolome. Imanani bieno no so na mabega no bashado. My Jesus, my Jesus, my Jesus. My Jesus, 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 my Jes